The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. History tells the story of the world and of our lives. Sometimes that history goes bump in the night. Broadcasting from the center of oddity and the supernatural in central Florida, it's the History Goes Bump podcast. Hello, you spooktacular people. Welcome to History Goes Bump Redux. I am your host, Diane. And this is Kelly. Kelly, on this episode, we're kind of going back to old Hollywood. You know how much I love it. As do I. And we're going to be looking at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, which we did fairly early on at History Goes Bump. You ready to go back? I'm ready. There's no missing the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. It stands tall along Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles with a bright red neon sign on top announcing to the world that it is Hotel Roosevelt. This is Los Angeles' oldest continually operating hotel. The rich and famous from all walks of life have passed through its doors, and some of those people still seem to be hanging around after their deaths. Join us as we explore the history and hauntings of the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. The Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel is located in downtown Hollywood at 7000 Hollywood Boulevard. The hotel was built in 1926, just as Hollywood had become the film capital of the world. This was a time when studios managed everything that happened in Hollywood, and an actor's success rested on whether he or she could obtain a contract from a production studio. There were five major studios that ran everything. RKO, MGM, Paramount, Warner Brothers, and Fox. Sound was coming to moving pictures that would soon be nicknamed talkies. The golden age of Hollywood was just beginning, and 83 cents of every entertainment dollar spent in America went to the movies. Wow. Now we look at it, and there is a lot of money in the movies, but if you compare it to how much people spend on entertainment, there's no comparison to back then. The glitz and glamour associated with movie making was launching at this same time as well, with it growing to new heights in the 1930s. Hollywood needed a hotel that reflected this glitz and glamour period, and some stalwarts from the Hollywood community bankrolled the building of that hotel. 
This included Mary Pickford, Louis B. Mayer, Sid Grauman, and Douglas Fairbanks. They hired architects Fisher, Lake, and Traver, a short-lived architectural firm that also designed the Stillwell Apartments in Long Beach and the Phoenix Westward Ho Hotel. The groundbreaking became a momentous event hosted by Sid Grauman himself and featured several silent film stars and was emceed by actor Fred Niblo. And there was a flyover by the stunt aerial group, the Black Falcons. The architecture of the hotel was in the Spanish colonial revival style and featured rounded Moorish windows, low-pitched clay-tiled roof, terracotta and cast concrete ornamentation, and stucco finish. The interior had plaster walls, wrought iron chandeliers, painted ceilings created by Dutch-born Southern California artist Anthony Antoon Bean Heinsbergen, tiled floors, and an arched loggia. There were also colorful tiled fountains. There were 300 rooms and 63 suites, with the best suite being a 3,200-square-foot penthouse duplex with an outdoor deck overlooking the Hollywood Hills and the Hollywood Sign. The hotel also contained multiple dining rooms, a basement grill room, a main floor containing an expansive dining area, and a special supper room that had dancing to a pipe organ. There was also a spacious private dining room on the second floor. The hotel was named for President Teddy Roosevelt and officially opened on May 15, 1927. The grand opening was celebrated with several celebrities from Charlie Chaplin to Will Rogers to Greta Garbo. The hotel not only hosted the rich and famous, but tourists to Hollywood and was a cultural center for Hollywood. As a matter of fact, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences occupied offices in the hotel from 1928 until 1935. The Grand Blossom Ballroom of the Roosevelt hosted the very first Academy Awards in 1929, and it was banquet style. Thirteen statuettes were handed out by Al Jolson and Douglas Fairbanks, and the entire ceremony lasted a mere five minutes. Oh, wow. (laughs) Slightly different now. Yeah. Can you imagine an Oscars lasting for five minutes? It's more like five hours now. This was the only time the Oscars were hosted at the hotel because it was not large enough, obviously, for later ceremonies that got much, much bigger. And then things changed for the Roosevelt, and it fell into decline in the 1950s, and a new owner, Hull Hotels Corporation, remodeled, painting the hotel a horrid seafoam green and demolishing the historic archways. The beautiful painted ceilings were also covered. The design also added a group of 60 villas clustered around a large swimming pool. A new dining room was added called the Islander Room. Architect Stiles O. Clements designed a 1,040,882-square-foot addition to the Roosevelt, which included a four-story, 300-car parking garage and the addition of a two-story, 31-room block. The hotel was revived for a time. The wrecking ball came calling in the 1980s, but Radisson bought the building and attempted to restore the Roosevelt to its former glory using historic photographs for guidance, and they did a good job. Unfortunately, I can't believe we had these archways being destroyed and that painted ceiling covered over. I know. I'd read one sentence and Diane would say, that pisses me off. (laughs) And I'd read the next sentence, that also pisses me off. (laughs) (laughs) On August 13th, 1991, the city of Los Angeles declared the hotel building Los Angeles Historic Cultural Monument Number 545. And in 1995, Goodwin Gaw purchased the hotel from Clarion Hotels. Under their guidance, Roosevelt transported guests to the golden age of Hollywood. The hotel featured vintage bowling lanes, an Olympic-sized pool with a David Hockney mural painted on the bottom, live theater, and the Tropicana Bar. 
In 2005, the Thompson Hotel Group began managing the hotel and launched a $30 million renovation of the hotel, which made it perfectly comfortable for the modern era, but it most certainly lost a bit of its glitzy charm. So they did upgrade it for people, but some of that glitz is gone. Thompson Hotels continued their management until 2015. Then the hotel was managed by its own independent management company. The hotel has continued to change through the years. In 2021, design firm Nikki Kehoe gave the interior of the hotel a facelift and a new restaurant opened called The Bearish. The firm added vintage and custom furniture, a fireplace, new lighting, and other enhancements that keep the character but update it. Despite the interior renovations, the Roosevelt Hotel is one of the few historic treasures remaining in this area of Hollywood, along with the Chinese Theater that is a block to the east and the El Capitan Theater that stands on Hollywood Boulevard as well. Portions of the Hollywood Walk of Fame line the sidewalk outside the hotel. And that is fitting because many of Hollywood's most famous stars have walked through the doors of the Roosevelt. You may know Errol Flynn as Robin Hood, but did you know him as a bathtub jinner as well? No. (laughs) Doing a little something on the side there, are you, Errol? The Roosevelt had a barber shop, and Flynn used a back room there to brew his famous gin recipe. And if you've seen The Little Colonel starring Shirley Temple, you may recall the fabulous tap dancing routine she does with Bill Bojangles Robinson in the film. They practiced that routine in the Roosevelt Hotel on the stairs between the ballroom and the lobby. Stars who stayed here include Charlie Chaplin, H.G. Wells, Max Bayer Sr., Mary Martin, F. Scott Fitzgerald, Ernest Hemingway, Mike Posner, Prince, Brad Pitt, and Angelina Jolie. Other famous people would make the Roosevelt Hotel home. Clark Gable and Carol Lombard lived in a penthouse there, and that penthouse is now named for them. Along with the name change came a price change. A penthouse that Gable paid $5 a night for now runs a whopping $3,500 a night. Montgomery Cliff lived at the Roosevelt during the filming of From Here to Eternity and paced the hallways of the ninth floor as he memorized his lines. Marilyn Monroe lived in a poolside suite for two years after her star began to rise. She'd begun as a model and that career started to take off just as she found herself newly single, having gone through her first divorce of, well, many. Thus she made the hotel home and enjoyed sitting in a dark corner booth at the Cinegrill, which is named Teddy's Today. She even met her husband, Arthur Miller, at the Hotel Cinegrill nightclub. The room Marilyn lived in was the largest and best in the hotel, and that suite is now named for her. Marilyn also posed for her first ad ever, an ad for suntan lotion on the hotel pool's diving board. And now a little break for a word about one of our sponsors. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. With so much activity and so many famous people coming and going throughout the years, one would imagine that the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel is haunted. 
and it reportedly does have a few specters. Montgomery Clift had stayed on the ninth floor and paced the hallways, practicing his trumpet for a part he was playing. Apparently, his spirit liked the hotel so much that he has returned and can be seen pacing the floors and also practicing his trumpet. Room 928 had been his room, and people report feeling cold spots in the room, and both maids and guests have been touched in that room. Hotel security agent Bruce Campbell reported this about a guest. She asked for the haunted room 928. Then when she was trying to sleep, the coffee pot went on and off, and the TV set started changing channels by itself, and the lights flickered on and off. She called downstairs and complained, so we gave her a different room, and the same thing happened, like it was following her or something. She got so upset that she checked out at about 4 a.m. That's when we found out that she had a Ouija board and had tried to contact Montgomery Clift. Uh-oh. You can get what you're asking <laughs> for there. You're going to be messing with that stuff. Some maids feel a cold brushed by them while cleaning and have felt a presence walk beside them. One guest claimed that one night while she was in bed reading, she felt someone pat her shoulder. She turned to see if it was her husband trying to get her attention, and she found him fast asleep. Peter James, a psychic, also spent a night in room 928 and saw Cliff's ghost sitting on a chair in one corner of the room. He watched his spirit for several minutes in that same spot until it disappeared. A mirror that had once been in Marilyn Monroe's suite was moved to a wall in the lower elevator foyer, but before it was, a maid claimed to see the star in the mirror. She was dusting the mirror when she saw what looked like a sad blonde woman behind her. She turned to ask if she could help and no one was behind her. She looked back at the mirror and the woman was no longer there. People claimed to see the reflection of Monroe in the mirror when it was in the foyer. It was then moved to a manager's office and finally moved into storage and has remained there ever since, which is an utter shame. For one, it's a beautiful mirror. For two, if it's got Marilyn hanging out in it, come on. Monroe was not stuck to just haunting her old mirror, though. She's been seen and felt in her suite, which was room 246. She also has appeared in the Cinegrill, and the scent of her perfume lingers. And the Blossom Ballroom sometimes plays host to her dancing apparition. I don't know if she's dancing with someone or by herself. Carol Lombard has been seen hanging around the penthouse she once shared with Clark Gable. A couple of non-celebrity ghosts hang out in the Blossom Room. Psychics claim a nervous man in a tuxedo resides in there on occasion. And also another man in a white suit has been seen near and playing the piano. Piano music has been heard coming from the room when no one is there as well. So you've got this ghost playing the piano and then another male ghost. Maybe he's the one dancing with Marilyn. They're Could having be. a party in that Blossom Ballroom. Unseen entities occasionally take a dip in the pool. The website hauntedhouses.com reports... Security guards have seen ghosts take a late-night, early-morning swim in the pool. One such ghostly resident decided to do so at 3 a.m. in the morning to beat the crowds, or just because that is the time that most ghosts like to show up. While the security cameras picked up his image in the pool, when a security guard went down to investigate, he communicated through his walkie-talkie that no one was there. He started waving his hands at the camera. However, on the security camera, the security guard that's looking on the other side... He sees the guard waving his hands right through the apparition's head. Oh, my word. So you can see these guys <laughs> talking on the walkie-talkie, the ones going, you know, hey, Bill, there's nothing down here. And he's like, here, I'll wave my hands. Is the camera working properly? Do you see me? And then Bob, who's up in the camera thing watching the security room, is like, uh, I see you, Bill, but I still see the ghost, too. And you're like hitting him in the head with your hands. <laughs> Smacking him upside the <laughs> noggin. <laughs> 
poltergeist activity abounds with mysterious calls coming into the switchboard in the lobby from empty rooms. Most ghosts are always complaining about stuff in these haunted hotels. Rooms are locked and unlocked on guests. Disembodied voices are heard in various rooms as well. A ghost that takes on the appearance of a little girl in a pink jacket and jeans and calling herself Caroline has been seen by hotel staff skipping about the lobby, and some guests have seen her in the hallways. One receptionist thought she was a real child when she saw her skipping and singing. She was first encountered by Peter James in the Academy Room back in 1992. He felt the presence of a female child. When he entered the penthouse library, the psychic got to communicate with her. He saw her crying, so he asked what was wrong, and she explained to him that she was worried about her mother, that she would get hurt. As James tried to comfort her with words, she disappeared. So is the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel still playing home to celebrity guests who died long ago? Are there other ghosts creeping around the place? Is the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel haunted? That is for you to decide. Never been there. Need to go sometime. I've been by it. (laughs) But you've never been inside of it? I have not. Yeah, it'd be a really cool place to check out. Want to thank you guys for joining us on this Redux. I've been your host, Diane. And this has been Kelly. You take care now. Bye-bye.